This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh-uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo. Bring them out. 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 Oh, God. Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shay, we've got Jay Moore, we got you for a three hour ride on this Waddle Wednesday with open phone lines for you at 312 332 ESPN 332 3776 is our telephone number. And, Cap, before we get underway, we need to be able to carry over our morning meeting onto the air this morning. We're going to do it right now at 7.01 because this was hot and heavy right before we came on the air. We need to settle this right now uh, between the four of us, Shay and Jay Moore, and the two of us, uh, and our listeners and callers as well at 312-332-3776. In the group chat yesterday, there's a story from the Chicago Tribune that says a studies. Uh, a study's surprise finding, most workers want to be in the office more often. Now, when you first saw that, what was your initial reaction? No shot that people feel that way. Like, I truly believe, like in the summer, you and I are, you're doing a baseball game for UIC or I'm up in Wisconsin. But other than that, I can't think of the last time you and I have not been in the studio together. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like most people don't want to admit it, but they're more productive in the office. So, like, my kids are from the generation. My son, Nick, works for an insurance company. Got a really good job. He's like, oh, you would lose employees if we couldn't work remotely. He's never, ever had an office for his company. He hasn't? No. He's a Gen Y, correct? He's 30. He'll be 34 in February. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said, I've never, ever gone into the office. His team is around the United States. And in some cases, he's got a couple that are outside the U.S., around the world that he manages. So he's like, my team's not even in the same time zones. He goes, there are times we have meetings. It's 3 a.m. because two people in Brazil that he has are on a different time schedule or wherever they're at. I feel like you and I, Shay, Jay Moore, when we're having our morning soliloquy where we talk about everything. Yeah. It's really important. It's really good Yeah, for you and I to be in the studio. Now, can you do your job remote if you're just inputting stuff? I guess. I just feel like companies have better, what's the uh, bonding? Sure. Just a better culture when they look each other in the eye. I'm not saying you can't do Zoom's occasionally sure but to full-time never ever be in the office ever no okay so i'll I'll give you i know that what we do and what others do is kind of different however it is still work what we're doing correct for my five years five plus years at espn radio you know when we hear evan and chris canty and michelle smallman i did that with the late jeff dickerson for five plus years 
And sometimes we were in the studio together upstairs in the seventh floor mm-hmm. doing a national show, beaming it out across the country and around the world from our seventh floor studios. And sometimes we did it in our homes, mm-hmm. especially, you know, as we got close to the pandemic. Of course, we were able to do it from our homes because ESPN radio required us like, guys, you don't have to keep coming in. You could do it from your home. Great. I still do shows from Sirius XM from home. I'm not flying from here to New York to do Sirius XM shows. That's no shot. I'm not doing that. Correct. I'm not, I'm not doing that. But I still do radio and ha- have been doing radio uh, for Sirius XM for this is, year is going to be 11 years, all from my home. Well, like MLB Network Radio? Yeah. Which is similar to like your serious work when you do wrestling or mm-hmm. NBA. Yeah. They none of them are in the same cities. Correct. Like my friend Todd Hollinsworth, when he was doing the morning show, he was in Chicago or Florida. Steve Phillips was in his home, I want to say in like the DC area, yep. New York, Connecticut. Yep. And the producer was wherever the headquarters were. DC, like, New York. Like yep. That like that's just regular. Yeah. That's just how it is. But I will tell you that all for all the gigs that I do. You know, again, still doing stuff for Sirius XM and do all that. There's nothing like coming into the studio. Even during the pandemic, under Mike Thomas and that regime, said, guys, we know that there's nobody in the streets. We know that everyone's at home, but it's important for you guys to be able to, if you have to mask up, whatever you have to do, come in studio. Even though it was a ghost town upstairs, the point is is that it was important for you and I to be able to see each other mm-hmm. and to be able to work together. Correct. I think I think what we do is especially unique. Like doing radio from home stinks because there's a certain energy that you have to have by being in the same room and having those conversations face to face. It's not the same when you're remote and on video. It, it there's something missing every time. Now the video aspect has changed it because like if you're off doing a game mm-hmm. but you still want to be do with the show. It's Kappa J Hood. It's not when Hoodie doesn't have a game, yep. you're here every day. Yep. So the video aspect has changed it because back in the infancy of our careers, mm-hmm. there was no Zoom. Right. I would just plug in to a internet line, but I couldn't see you. We would text each other. Right. Now I have a monitor and there you are. Right. So it's almost, it's as good as you're going to be able to get it. Yeah, when you have a rhythm, and I can, and the other thing is, it's about listening to each other. Well, we've done this together, and we've known each other a long, long time. Yeah, like people don't realize this. Before we started doing this show, you were doing nights, and I was doing Kappa Company with Danny and Chris. Yeah, you and I would be doing college basketball. I would, you'd be doing the UIC broadcast, and I'd have like the league broadcast, mm-hmm. and we would look down during the game and point at each other. What's up, pal? Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yes, we would. Yes. Like, we go back a long, long way. We've gotten, obviously, much closer because we're partners. Yes. But I'm not talking about an, a, a day here or there or you're gone on vacation, but you still want to do the show. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your work schedule every day. Working at home? Like, we have an office at my house. Right. My wife has one desk. I have the other set up as my studio for my YouTube stuff. Do you think I want to be in the same room with her, and I love her dearly, every day? Well, no shot. Well, the, the litmus test for all of this was the <clears throat> pandemic, right? Correct. Peacock was home every day. She'd work in, in the hood cave 
because we got a big desk there and she's got all the TV. She could be able to monitor everything in the local news and the local market. So when I would come home, uh, she'd be there. And it was it wasn't um, much of an adjustment as I thought it would be. I thought I would hate it. Like every time. Oh, I can't even have a moment to myself. There she is every day. Right. We didn't really get into it. I thought it would be more difficult. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was hard. Maybe it was for her, but not for me. I had I had no problem with her being uh, at the house every day. But but Cap, you know, all of this stems to to the mental health part of things and the isolation part of things, where you're used to being able to be part of the hustle bustle going downtown. Ah, uh, you know, my regimen is to get on either drive or get on public transportation and get downtown or go to the office to get in the coffee. That was the and then when everything shut down. Everything became isolated. Like, I don't have the hustle bustle. I work from home. And I think that some people either got used to being isolated because of the pandemic or probably having a hard time with it in that, like, oh, my God, like I used to go out all the time. And now I got to work from home. Mm-hmm. The distractions from home, the, the kids or the spouse, whatever. Right. I will just tell you this. She my, my wife now, she does a hybrid. Sometimes she works from home and sometimes she works in the office. Mm-hmm. I said, aren't you just going to pick a lane? She goes, no, I, I like both. My wife does the same thing. There yeah. are times they have employees that are not here because they're a big company. Mm-hmm. There are times it's a Zoom. And I've walked into our home office. Oh, sorry. Pardon, me. Pardon me. Pardon me. And I see like 15 <laughs> windows open, you know, like the tiles of all everybody's uh, yeah. face. I'm like, oh, sorry. Do, 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 that, that's do. exactly what happened. Oh, I beg your pardon. Sorry. Like Danny <laughs> was the first one to notice it. I did not know I did it. Uh huh. Like I walked down the hall. I'm like, do, 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 do. Mandy, what up? Right. Oh, oh, sorry. Know. That, that's happened. I didn't know you were talking to corporate. Right. Sorry. I open up the door. <laughs> hey, what's up, Spark? Oh, sorry. <laughs> like that. I'm. This, the guy who you hear on the radio <laughs> is the same dude who walks in the house. What's up, Spike? Sorry. I, it's just me. But here's the, here's the key question. If this show or shows that we did was only remote, you only did it remotely. And again, I'm used to it because I've done both. Man, how, how much longer would you do this if you, had, if you had no studio to go to and you just did it from the crib every day? How would that affect you? That you're not around people. I like being here. And actually, I prefer to be on the seventh floor because I can see Keith more often. And I see our staff more often and see people from, from uh, marketing more often. Right. I like to be able to be around people. There's more energy there. Yeah. But that's just, that's just me. Well, I'm the same way. My point is, for us, I think it's unique. Like, we come in here and we kind of have to be together. We kind of have to be in the room. My point is when I see this study in the Chicago Tribune, most workers want to be in the office more often. Bull bleep. Wrong. Not true. Disagree with you. Do you think? No, come on. Dude. Well, well, Cap, hang on a second. What's your your viewpoint on that? Do you really think that the majority of people who are sitting in traffic to go to some office, to a job that they don't like, where they have to see people they probably don't like, would prefer to be sitting in traffic every morning in five-degree weather, freezing their ass off in the car for an hour and a half to get to the office and hang out with people they may not even like? You might be distracted at home. I promise eight out of ten people would rather have the distractions at home than the distractions that come at the office. And the things that you have to do to get to the office and get ready to go in the morning. There's no chance most workers would prefer that. Like, 
the great quotes in this article that kill me. Uh, quote, that has been a surprising evolution, said Elizabeth Brink, a workplace expert at architecture firm Gensler. People find they are more productive at the office. B.S. You find that they're more productive at the office because you have to pay rent. B.S. And then this quote that I don't even think is real. Quote, I am always learning new things in the office. One millennial pulled by Gensler said, whether it's from my colleagues, my manager, or from training courses, it's important for my growth and development. GTFO, that is not a real person. Right. <laughs> that what, is what artificial intelligence writing a fake quote. What, Nobody what, talks what, like that. What, what would you say you do here? <laughs> My favorite well, look, movie. I already told you. I deal with the goddamn customers so the engineers don't have to. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? What the hell is wrong with you people? The best. The office face. The best. So the do- I disagree with you, Shay, vehemently because the divorce rate is around 50% in this country. And it was raised. What does the divorce rate have to do with it? Well, it raised during the pandemic because then you had to know your spouse. Correct. You had to see her more often. It was one thing to be away from the home for eight to ten hours, but then when you had to see her every day at every turn. That's my point. You don't have privacy in the bathroom. Like every time you go walk down the hall. Oh, excuse me. Oh, God, that's right. You're here again today. It's not that you don't love your spouse, but it's something to be said about seeing your spouse 24 7 in the crib where it's just like. And, and here's the great thing about when I was working nights and she working days. You know, what happened is, is that the conversations would be so great on the weekends, Cap, because we didn't see each other. A phone conversation is not the whole deal of your day. Or a text. Yeah. It's not the whole deal. No. When, when we worked separate shifts, it was glorious. It was. We'd go, you know, go to bed. Hey, how was your day? How was your day? Okay. Oh, by the way, and by the time we get to Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, all the stuff that I didn't get a chance to talk to her about. That kept the relationship fresh. Yeah. But then when you see somebody every day, there's nothing new. <laughs> it's <laughs> just... <laughs> right. Like, Shay, the divorce rate is around 50%. Yeah. Second marriages, it's almost 70. Mm-hmm. Most people, if you're truly in your car right now, you're sitting there with your coffee or wherever you're at, if you're truly, truly honest... An overwhelming majority would not be married to the same person they're married to today. Most people, unfortunately, get up, they get in the car, they're cold, they don't think they make enough money, they wouldn't marry the same person, guy, or they're like, how the hell did I marry him or her? Really? I wouldn't do that again. Kid's a jerk. (laughs) Right. And so they're like, oh, I'm in the car, thank God. I don't yes. have to hear him or her. There's a That's solid, just a fact. You know what? There's a solitude to that. Yes. And, and also, it all depends on how you grew up. Understand who Shay is. Shay's 26. Mm-hmm. You and I came from a different background. You punch a clock and you get to work. You go through that traffic. You make yourself a, a sandwich and Salerno butter cookies and you close up your lunchbox and you go. Yeah. Whatever job it is, right. white collar, blue collar, right? right? But that's how it was. That was. You get into the sedan and you make sure you get down to the plant or go to the office or whatever it was. Because that was just the way life was. Correct. But where it wasn't, I'm not going to. Could you imagine Rob Hood or Marshall Kaplan and you tell them, um, guys, you're going to have to work from home. Home? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean work from home? <laughs> 
you imagine that? No. That's not like your dad didn't have, like, the paperwork, you know, with the attache case, you know, working on some things, you know, getting the cases ready. But it wasn't like he was going to sit there at the kitchen table seven days a week and work on cases. On his computer. He no shot. turn on his computer. Um, my brother's going to laugh because he's in his car probably going to do surgery right now. Mm-hmm. My dad, like, he'd be in the office. Like, he did not manage his time well. Like, being in the office to him... Like, yeah, I was in the office for 16 hours today. But my my mom, my brother, and I were downtown one day. Like, it was a big deal back then to go downtown. And we were walking, and I turned to my mom, and I saw all the people in the briefcase mafia. with the n- People didn't use backpacks back then. Yeah. You had the briefcase with the handle. Yeah. <laughs> the attache case. Attache case, right. They, they, Nobody used a backpack. Right. That was like... That's for kids. Kids used a backpack. <laughs> right. Like, exactly right. right. And I turned to my mom. <laughs> they all had the wingtip shoes, mm-hmm. the tan uh, raincoat, yeah, the suit with the cuffs on it. Yeah. And I went, never. That mom, that will never be me. I can't imagine getting to work at eight... Oh, at 10, you can have your smoke break and coffee. Yeah. At noon, you get an hour to eat your lunch. 3.30, I'll grab a cup of coffee. 6 o'clock, back on the train. I couldn't do it. Yep. That's but, not who I am. But that's how life was then. That, that's, that's how it was. 98% of the world yep. got on the train, yep. took the train into the city, yep. and they all wore the same exact uniform mm-hmm. with their attache case. Right. Yes. Right, the women with the with the dresses or the pantsuit going wherever they need to go. Again, blue collar or white collar, that's the way it was. Right, but Shay, from from Shay's standpoint, being able to work from home is progress because of the technology. Correct, that you could be able to do whatever you need to do at the office with your laptop and don't have to be in an office. Now, again, our situation is different than most. Like, I like people here, and I like being able to talk to people. Right, I do too, especially in this company. I can't say as much for Disney, but uh, this but this company here, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I like being in this office, but I, again, like I feel like what we do is a little different. And for the vast majority of people who work run-of-the-mill gigs at an office, they would rather be from home. I disagree. And I, I like the divorce thing, if you're getting divorced because you started working from home, your marriage was a wreck anyway. Most are, dude. More than 50% get divorced, and yeah, the second just, marriage is 70. But, but I, don't th- I don't think work from home is the knife, the dagger in the stomach of your marriage. Like oh. you're, oh, I disagree. If it no. is, you were going to break up anyway. Uh, no, but, Shay, as I laid out to, to you, though, during the pandemic, you saw your spouse way more often if you, were, if you both work from home. I mean, like, again, you like a little separation. You, you can love your spouse, but there's nothing like me time. You know, and, and this is when when dad got in the car. All right, May, see you tonight. So he, he cranks up the stereo and right. he's going to the plant and he wouldn't see her for 10 hours. Right. Maybe a call from home. Everything good. All right. Bye. But then again, but then when you got home for dinner, when dinner was ready. Ah, back in the day when dinner was ready. Yeah. Ah, right. Ah, the dinner, you could smell it through the, the, the back window on the south side. Gary, May, come in here. May Hood had it ready. Gary. May, dinner ready. Gary. Where's the beer? Gary? Is my old style cold? Yes, Roberts, right there. Thank you. 
How's your day? <laughs> the way it was. That's how it was. Damn it. That's My the way it was. My mom would go to the door. Yeah. Dad's home. Oh. And he'd come in, set his attach, shake it. What's for dinner? How was your day? Yeah. Boys, how was school? Yeah. Yeah. It was totally different, man. It was totally different. Johnny, evening paper. Get it for me. Yep, no problem. Got it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the way it was, pal. Yeah, that's the way it was. It but, was. But, but my point of, of that is they didn't speak for 10, 12 hours. That's the thing. And there was a separation. There was a feeling of new once he got home. Right? Right. Like he had two parts to his day and so did your mom or my mom. But if they had to see each other every day, every hour. All day long. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It would not have gone well. Those two? Those people just got to develop the ability to have alone time at home. Like, I go, Hood, I know you got the Hood Cave. I go in the Man Cave, I do my thing for a few hours a night, I get that alone time, and then we go out and there's still fresh conversation. And, like, there's the added advantage of, like, we are both working at offices. But I still think the vast majority of people would take being at home and seeing their spouse more often or the distractions that come with it over driving into the office, sitting in all that traffic, braving terrible weather often, and then having to deal with their boss or their coworker who they hate. Or I would much rather just be at home in the comfort of my own home. I, I think a hybrid is a fair... Hybrid's fine. Like, hey... Two days a week, you're going to be at home, and three days a week, you're in the office. I think that's fair. Yeah. So let's talk about this. So we want you to settle this. The reason why we're opening up this morning with this is because we want to want to settle this right now. This happened before our show, and we want you to jump in. 312-332-ESPN is our phone number. Would you rather work from home or from the office? That's, that's what's on the line right here as we go to uh, Vicki. There she is on ESPN 1000. Vicki, good morning. Hi, Vic. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're well. How are you? Could you settle this for us? What's What's best? Do you think? Okay, you guys are gonna find this really shocking because usually I have a very strong viewpoint either direction, but I think it's a combination. Um, I see Cap's point, but I also 100% see Shay's point. I've been working at home for 20 years, so I'm an. I've always been. How long? If can I? If I can ask, you don't want to answer. Don't. How long have you been divorced? Uh, A little over 10 years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, oh, also, too, when you guys are talking about coming home, my dad used to come home from work. My mom had the mail on the counter and his martini ready. The way it should be. (laughs) I mean, nobody nobody could talk to my dad. And my dad took his martini and the mail. Well, this was also back in the day when there was, like, a lot of mail every day. I I go out to my mailbox in my condo once a week and check my mail, you know. And it's like, yeah, so, and then he had to go, he went to the living room, and nobody was allowed to talk to him for 15 minutes. Oh, wow. While he did all that. Oh, that's that's tough right there now. (laughs) But I think back to the hybrid, I haven't read the article yet, I definitely will, but um, I think it's a combination of both. I think it's very um, um, generational, and I think also, and technology has a huge amount to do with it. Yeah, because you have the ability to be able to talk to people, you know, through the screen. I get that. Absolutely. Totally agree. Vicky, have a great day. Stay warm, okay? Yep. You guys, too. Take care. Bye-bye. So there, there, she's been working from home. She bakes, but also she's been working from home for 20 years. Yeah. She gets home, you know, be able. she can have her martini. Exactly. In peace. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you there are people out there right now going, 
Dude, when I get in the car, I leave him behind or her behind. Mm-hmm. I got my peace. I'm going to the office. I'm going to bust chops with the guys. Or I, the girls and I are going to go do that. Whatever it is. Damn. Yeah. All right, I'll come home. <laughs> like, yeah, it's fine. How's your marriage? It's okay. <laughs> just okay. Right. right. <laughs> like, I just, it just, but, I, but our upbringing cap is just different. Than, than Shay's in that regard. Right. Because that's what you saw as a child. Right. Dad or mom going out to the workforce and then them being able to come together, you know, in, in the, at night, you know. And even on the weekends where you think, well, dad's not working. Oh, he was with his friends drinking in the alleys on the <laughs> south side. <laughs> well, my dad wasn't doing that, but my parents yeah. did both go to the office. My dad traveled a lot. He yeah, wasn't home a ton. Yeah, but you're so much younger than we are. Maybe it is generational. Also, I did. I put this up on the poll, at ESPN1000 on Twitter or X or whatever the hell you want to call it. It's up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, debate is broken out. Would you prefer to work in the office or work from home? It'll be up until the end of the show. Cap, you want a little side action on the result? Oh, I already paid him for the Green Bay game. Well, he wants you to double down. Okay, so the poll says what? Uh, this Verbatim, a vicious debate has broken out on the Catman and XJ Hood between Cap, who thinks the majority of workers want to be in the office, and Shay, who thinks the majority want to be from home. Settle the debate. Yeah, I'm not betting. Because <laughs> he knows. He knows the vast majority of workers would prefer to be at home. He, deep down, you know it's true. Hmm. I don't think they're being totally honest. I don't. You know, the ones that will vote that say I'd rather be from home are the same ones that will say going to Soldier Field or going to a game. I got my own bathroom. I've got my own six pack of beer. I got my own food. Right. Why would I want to do that? And that is true. You don't have to go to the Panera. You don't have to go to someplace for lunch. We're going to lunch today. I don't know. We're past the menus around the office where you already have a fridge uh, filled with food. Correct. So there's that too, though, Cap. The convenience, the convenience of being able to work from home and then you got everything you need. Just like when you say, I'm not going to go and watch the Kansas City Chiefs when it's minus 30 degrees. I got my own, I got my own food. I got my beer. I got my comfortable couch. Got a big screen TV. Got HD. Right. Some have 4K. Right. I get that. But I'm just saying that for what we do, I think that this is best. And this is coming from someone who's done both, who's still doing both. Working from home or working with somebody somebody from Pittsburgh every Sunday doing the wrestling show. Yeah. We do the wrestling show on Thursdays. And we it's got fine. ESPN West Palm and ESPN Milwaukee. Through, and we're talking through a screen, but we can hear each other. And, and that's a timing thing. Right. If I happen to be in Wisconsin for a Friday, whatever. Yeah. we can, Or you're doing a game, yeah. whatever. We'll figure it out. Or if Danny has a meeting and he's on Zoom, whatever. Yeah. I'm talking about every day. Like... Oh, Cap and Jay Hood, they've never been in the studio together in five years. No. I could, I, that's not how I want to do my job. Can't do it. Steve is, well said. Steve is in West Palm Beach, Florida, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Steve, good morning. Hey, good morning. First time, long time. Yeah, speaking of uh, ESPN West Palm. Um, tune, in, tune in. I've worked fully hey. in office. Yeah, I've worked fully in office. I've worked fully remote, and now I'm currently hybrid. i got about another hour left in my drive. Um, the best case scenario, in my opinion, is hybrid. You get a little bit of that office love, camaraderie with your coworkers, camaraderie with your boss. But when you're at home, you get the time to do the things that you need to do, the dishes, the laundry, 
little errands here and there. You get to sleep in a little later, get to work out during the day, that kind of thing. So I think for mental health and for optimizing time, that's more of the remote side of things. Um, if my personal commute was a lot shorter, I was I love to go in the office. I love to be around my coworkers. But, yeah, I think in the end, it's the best of both worlds. Um, if you're hybrid and, and touching on the divorce rate. So I just got engaged and my fiance and I both work from home on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And if we both work from home five days a week, I think we'd get a little sick of each other. Like we both love our free time, but you know, if I'm from home all the time and she's from home all the time, there's definitely a little cabin fever element to things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can deal with like, if I was running a company, and they wanted. Thanks for the call, Steve. Congrats you, Steve. on the engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, hybrid. If I said to you, Johnny, three days a week, I need you in the office. Two days a week, you can do it on Streamyard or Zoom. I think that's fair. Yeah, because you still have the camaraderie in the office and the team building and all that. Five days a week to never be in the office. If there's an office setup, like my oldest son, they don't have an office setup. Right. As I said, his team's around the world. That's different. But you work for that place over there, but you're going to be at home just because you don't feel like coming out? No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, for me, I love being here in the office. And again, it's just, and also there's a better focus for me here and to be able to have that personal touch. And for some, Cap... They like being away because, as Shay just laid out, some people you just don't like, and you still, and it's good for you to be hide behind a screen. I just it wasn't raised that way, right? If I can help it, I'll be here. Correct. Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six. It'll debate Team Shay or Team Cap and Hood as far as what's best. What do you think is best, working from home or working in the office? We see you on hold. We'll get to your phone calls coming up next on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. I, I forgot. Mm, yeah. You see, we're putting the cover sheets on all TPS reports now before they go out. Did you see the memo about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have the memo right here. I just uh, forgot. But uh, it's not shipping out till tomorrow, so there's no problem. Yeah. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. Okay? Checkmate 1 6. Land suppression on target. That's why I see him in a shot. Shot or no shot with Captain J Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in a shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Captain J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot, and it's brought to you by... Bevy Club Hawthorne Betting Bars featuring craft beers, great food. Try the Caesar salad with the chicken, horse racing, video slots, and sports betting through points bet throughout Chicago land. We say good morning to Shea W. Norling, and I have a question for Shay to put a bow on our last topic. Morning, Shay. How are you? Good morning, boys. What is a an influencer like? They didn't do that when Bob Hood and Marshall Kaplan were coming up. Hey, what does your dad do for? He's an influencer. All right, let's do it this way. Shot or no shot, hoodie. You know what an influencer is. Yeah. Shot or no shot. Influencer is a real job. 
That's a shot. And, and it's a six-figure job in some places. Social media influencer or someone that could be able to help you out. You know, it's kind of like... It's kind of like a good, uh, a good modern PR person. Right, but I always thought that was like a celebrity that you paid to endorse your product. Like, people literally... Just decide. I'm going to be an influencer. It's if you have a large following on social media, which That's also is part of it. Yep. incredibly difficult to cultivate. Mm-hmm. Then you have the ability to leverage your following as a business. When people say that Kim Kardashian doesn't work for a living, that actually is a job. She's an influencer. Before that, Paris Hilton. But before she became she became an influencer, she was a TV star. They had a show that was popular, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That was after. The TV show was after. Remember, the tape came out first. There, hold on a minute. <laughs> she was. She influenced a young Shane Orling. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. oh Ray hold J. On a second. Oh, Ray when did when did keeping up with the Kardashians start? I don't have the year, but I do remember her yelling out "Oh, babe." That's right. <laughs> yep. There, there was no social media. Uh, October two thousand seven. Keeping up with the Kardashians started, and Twitter didn't even start till oh nine. It's a real thing, though, Cap, that influence. It, you know, it's a real thing. Uh, what did we used to call them back in the day? Someone that would just be able to help you, agents or PR people. Mm-hmm. But these, an influencer to be able to say, this is what I wear. I see it on Instagram all the time. This is what I wear. Or this is how I live my life. Don't you want to live your life like this? Right? Even if it's fake, there, there's influencers that get paid to be able to be on social media, TikTok, anything else, to be an influencer to say, you should live your life or wear this or, you know, exercise like this. All those things. Yeah, with your, with your, uh, your following, you can consider yourself an influencer as well. That's, a, that's no yeah. question about that. The recap is a YouTube influencer. Yep. Right, but I was already doing in the public eye what I do, and that was an offshoot of it. I didn't grow up. What do you want to be when you grow up, little Davey? Uh, I want to be an influencer. No. It didn't to- exist then. You couldn't have grown up that way. Right, that's that's, that's my point. Like, if you have to be have some name recognition mm-hmm. to be an influencer, now people just oh, there's a hot girl. She's going to be an influencer. She's oh got a million God. followers on Instagram. That's my point. Like Kim Kardashian was already a celebrity way before Twitter. Whether it was the video or the TV show, Twitter didn't even exist. Then it. she became an influencer. That's my point. That fair Shay? Sure. I just look, man, if you if you can generate a million person following on social media, do what you want. God bless. Yeah. Good wear, for you. Wear what you want or don't wear what you don't want to wear. Whatever it takes. But these things are lucrative, Cap. To people out of nowhere. Yeah. Now there is a time in this country where we had to work for a living to get there. Correct. <laughs> that is correct. Be on a casting couch or or be able to be in the mix. Oh, and my move. God. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> what? 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 what did I say wrong? What? Uh, that was a thing, though, Cap, as you well know. You're right. Mm-hmm. You on the list, by the way? All right. Let's get to shot or no shot. My God. Are more, I'm not that kind of guy. Me either. More, me either. 
That's it. More rumors about what the Bears may get in a trade for Justin Fields are bouncing around. What are we getting? The League next four insiders. number one picks now? Well, according to Mel Kuyper and his viral audio saying the Falcons could trade the eighth pick in the draft for Fields. But Benjamin Albright weighed in on Twitter. He claims he's been hearing two second round picks and a day three pick as the absolute best the Bears can hope for. Uh, shot or no shot, you would drive Justin to the airport yourself for two second round picks. Again, if the background checks on Caleb Williams pass muster, when Poles spends dinners and weekends and all that getting to know him, if and only if those boxes get checked, yes, I would accept that. Two second-round picks for Justin. So is that a shot or a no shot? That's 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 not an answer. That's a shot. Yeah, that's a shot. No question about that. That's that's a shot because it's something that the Bears don't have. Correct. Second-round picks, correct? correct. So that that checks a box where you got your first round taken care of, you got your second round taken care of, and you're just trying to build it kind of like the Lions in that regard. You You build it through the draft and free agency, you get younger in these spots, and then you move forward. The last thing you want to do is an old, rickety team like the Eagles. Correct. Where you got free agents, where left and right, you don't want to deal with that. Where you might be going backwards as a franchise. You're correct. Shane Norling. I'm glad you brought up the Lions, Hoodie. The NFC North was expected to be one of the lesser divisions in 2023. Yet, here we are. It's the only division with two teams in the final eight. The Lions are in the first season of what could be a lengthy contention window. And the Packers, we know, are the youngest team in football. The Bears and Vikings both won seven games. And if you look around, like... They both look poised to improve next year for the Bears through the free agency, all their cap space, some of the draft capital, two picks in the top ten. The Vikings, you have to expect, will have better quarterback health. Shot or no shot, the NFC North will be the best division in football in 2024. That's a shot, especially if Poles makes the right moves. Whatever that is, keep Justin, trade Justin, whatever it is. If he makes the right moves and they play as well as they are capable of and they get Subtraction to get to the playoffs? Yeah, that's a shot. I believe that is a shot. If we went through it quickly, Cap, the NFC South is led by the Buccaneers. Okay, Falcons trying to figure out who they are, Panthers, Saints. The, the West is led by the 49ers. They're going to win the division again. Rams got in the playoffs, sure. Seahawks without Pete Carroll, Arizona. The NFC East, where are the Eagles going? We just talked about them possibly going backwards. Dallas Cowboys could win the division again. Giants and Commanders, dumpster fires. AFC West led by the Chiefs. Raiders, new head coach. Maybe it's Pierce, maybe it's not. Point is that the Broncos got to figure out who they are in the Chargers. Okay, And then you get to Houston uh, in the AFC South. Jacksonville, who are they? 9-8 and again next year. Indianapolis Colts, better. Will Will their quarterback be healthy enough to lead them? Could he could he have a CJ Strauss um, CJ Stroud uh, renaissance? Their quarterback that they drafted, the Colts. Maybe he's really good, and they liked him till he got injured, hurt his shoulder. Now, how quick you come back from a shoulder, I don't know. So, but they say he'll be ready opening day. So I'll put it uh, the NFC North against the AFC North. What do you think, Shay? Between those two, because because Joe Burrow was out, and they still were nine and eight, competitive. Steelers seem like they're always over 500. Browns and then the Ravens. How close is that? Is those two teams? If the the Bears are the basement, and you have three competitive teams with a healthy Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, how close is that? I think that's pretty close. It's for me. It's hard to believe that the Browns are gonna 
be as good as they were defensively two years in a row. I think they'll be lucky if they stay as healthy at critical positions on defense as they did this year for the most part. I know there were some injuries in the playoff game. The Ravens, I think, are going to continue to be good. The Bengals, who knows? Like, the injury questions on that team, Joe Burrow's got to stay healthy. And they got to get T. Higgins re-signed. Yeah, and the Steelers, frankly, they are what they are. I don't think they're good enough to be a legitimate threat, and I don't think they're bad enough to actually get the help that they need. Agreed. I, I still think it's a strong AFC North. Say, for instance, the Browns take a step back and they're an eight-win team. Say they're a nine-win team. That's still pretty formidable. It is. I just think the NFC North is markedly better. The NFC North has, boy, it's tough because Lamar and Joe Burrow. But if you think about if this is who Jared or uh, J- uh, Jordan Love is, mm-hmm. if Jared Goff continues to be as good as he's been, if Kirk Cousins gets healthy and stays in Minnesota, and if the Bears get Caleb Williams, is there a better quarterback division in the NFC? I don't think so. Not in the NFC, certainly. That's, that is correct. Yes. I... I will say no shot in that I believe that with a competitive, obviously, Baltimore, Cincinnati with a healthy Burrow, they, I think they will sign Higgins. Steelers always find a way. And the Browns, even if they take a step back, that's still a strong division in my mind. I really believe that. I'm not saying the Browns have t- completely turned the corner. 11-6 and six through smoke and mirrors have been interesting. Four quarterbacks that they've dealt with to even get to the playoffs. So I'll, I'll go there. Especially, you know, if, if the... If the Browns are the floor of that division cap and the Bears are the floor of it, I still think it's more dynamic than the AFC North for me. Yeah, we will agree to yeah. disagree. That's cool. Uh, Shay. All right, the Eagles became the second team in NFL history to start a season 10-1 and and end up with seven losses in what has become a truly historic collapse that could result in Nick Sirianni getting fired just one year after making the Super Bowl. Shot or no shot? This is one of the greatest collapses in sports history. Sports history. They've never won a title with this crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just think about this season. that They started 10-1. and one. People thought they were the best team in football. And they're the second team in history to end up with seven losses after starting 10-1. and one. Yeah, I can't say one of the greatest collapses in sports history. No, because we've had teams gagged their way out of even getting to the postseason that had huge leads down the stretch. You mean like the, like the Yankees? Or the 69 Cubs? Like like the Yankees up 3-0 and then lose 4-3? Yes. To the Red That's Sox? a collapse. That's, That's a horrible. great 30 for 30, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, four nights in August? Yes. That was, or four nights in October? Yes. That was phenomenal. Um, you had the 69 Cubs. You had that Philadelphia Phillies team with Gene Mock that collapsed. I mean, there's a bunch of them. You had the eight seed Seattle lose, or no, the one seed Seattle lose to Denver. Remember with Matumbo holding up the ba- the basketball. This is ninety five, right? No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> that was huge. That was a collapse in that series. Yes. Yeah. No. No. This is not one of the great collapses. It's a collapse, but not one of the great ones. How about Oilers Bills? Jim Kelly. There's another one. Oh God! Did we mention to three up and lose forty one thirty eight? Did we mention the seventy three and nine Warriors? Oh, there, there's one there for sure. Up three one in the finals, and yeah. Draymond just can't stop kicking people. Yeah, that, that that's a huge one because they surpassed the Bulls when those for that winning streak for that for that amount of wins that they had seventy three wins. 
and you don't win the championship, that's horrible. That's horrible. That'll- well, how about the Patriots with that one? The the Golden uh, the Golden State not winning. Who's the, another one? The, the eighteen and zero Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. That, so there's a number of them. I think that that because they lost in the regular season and they collapsed down the stretch into the playoffs. I feel like it's different than being in a series and then just not getting it done. What about the Atlanta Falcons, twenty-eight to three? Where does that qualify? It's a single game. But consider they're also now on their hands and knees trying to get Daddy to come there with Bill Belichick interviewing. <laughs> that is uh, that is something, man. And then, like for Dan Quinn to be able to survive that enough to be hireable for people to say, "We know what happened in that situation, but we know that you're a good head coach." Dude, his OC was Kyle Shanahan, and they kept throwing the football. Yeah, people I, were like, "What is that guy doing?" And I was now he's say, renowned think, as one of the two or three smartest guys in the league. I think most people do actually blame Shanahan more for that than they do Dan Quinn because they had that incredible throw to Julio Jones, the toe tap on the sideline, and then they could have just wound the clock out and kicked a field goal to make the lead insurmountable. And instead they kept throwing. They got a holding, a sack. They got kicked out of field goal range, and they lost the game. Had a, had a Super Bowl party that year. And it just goes from 28 to 3 where people are turning away from the TV, not interested, drinking, eating, talking about their lives to, wait a minute, are you seeing this comeback? Wait a minute. Then all of a sudden everyone's attention is at the TV. 30 people in the hood cave are like, wait a minute, this is, this is a ball game now. What happened there? That's how it works. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. That's shot or no shot. Now let's go around the NFL. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Time to go around the NFL here on ESPN 1000. Don't forget it's a Waddle Wednesday. We'll hear from Tom Waddle coming up at 835. Around the NFL, here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, I have the power rankings because it is a Wednesday of the eight remaining teams. But before I get into that, I want to revisit the power rankings from last week where I broke up all 14 playoff teams into oh. tiers. Yes. And see how I did. I always like to evaluate a little accountability Wednesday. So in the dead team's walk-in tier, this was the bottom tier. The, the way I did this, if you missed it, was what the fans should expect from their team in the playoffs, the fans of each team. I have it here, page one on the yellow pad. My there guy, Woody. <laughs> keeping, it, keeping it there. You know what? Frame it. That, that should, should be like a prescription pad because he writes like a doctor. But he can read it. Yeah. That's all that matters. If you can read it, all good. The dead teams walk in tier where I said you you can expect no more than one win. If you do win a game, you will lose in the divisional round. It was the Kansas City Chiefs, the Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Three of you gone. And yeah. the Chiefs just delayed the inevitable. Yeah. So dead team walking, Kansas City still alive out of that uh, that foursome. They're the lone survivor from the dead team's walking tier. All right. How about the pretenders tier, which was occupied by one team? Cap, who was the pretender? Wow. Cap. You know. Cap. You Dallas. remember. Cap. Dallas. It was the Dallas Cowboys. Good night. That my ticket burned. You won't listen. You just won't listen to me. I have a Bills ticket. <laughs> That's fine, but I mean, when that burns, I mean, but the Dallas ticket, you now you'll never do that again. Now maybe you'll listen. 
And, and by the way, you had every right to put money down on Dallas based on its roster. Why wouldn't you? Look at the roster. Why couldn't they come through at home and beat the Packers? Why? Right. Why? It's And it's not that they lost. It's they got the ever-living H beaten out of them. I mean, that game was never in doubt. Neutral court game. I'm just telling you, like, there wasn't enough Cowboys fans to get, the, get them motivated. That was crazy. They couldn't get themselves motivated. Congrats to the Packers. That was a hell of a win. Shay, we moved to the Frisky Scary. The Frisky and Scary tier was teams that I didn't think were especially good, but I thought if you're playing them in the wild card round, watch out. The Houston Texans, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Green Bay Packers. I just I think I deserve a round of applause on that one. 3-0. and out of the frisky and scary, these teams could win a wild card game too. Pretty good, pretty kid. good, kid. Kid, yes, pretty good, kid. Pretty good, kid. Legit dangerous. Legitimately dangerous was the Lions and Rams who played each other. A bit of a cop out by me. Knew one of them would win, and that whoever <laughs> did win, you better watch out going forward. The Lions, of course, win, and I believe the latest line is seven at home against Tampa. Uh, and then the Cleveland Browns, who I said if they could survive Houston with that defense, look out. Like, if Joe Flacco gets hot, of course they lost to Houston. That, uh, what a story, by the way, for Joe Flacco leading into that. And then all of a sudden it looked like Joe Flacco on his couch in that game. It looked like him, the retired Joe Flacco. Yes. That's yes, what it, that. Yeah, that's what that it looked. Yeah. threw for 212 yards against us in the fourth quarter. See, that would piss me off as a general manager. Kind of a must-have game. We talked about the importance of that game to get you rolling, keep the winning streak going, and then Joe Flacco, Jay Moore, off his couch does that and then gets in the playoffs, and it's like, oh, that's what we're supposed to see from the beginning. That's what he's supposed to look like. That's yeah. my biggest concern about our defense. Everyone's like, oh, the defense, man. Well, who'd you beat? Brian Hoyer with Josh McDaniels. They fired him immediately and got Hoyer the hell out of there. Um the 4-13 and 13 Sam Howell-led Commanders. Bryce else? Young. Bryce Young. They're horrible. Who the else? Cousins-less Vikings. The Josh, Josh Dobbs-led Dobbs Dobbs. Vikings. Imagine. You beat Goff. Yeah. They did beat Goff. Yeah, I said Flacco was ready to go back to the couch in the remote. Yep. <laughs> yes. I'm tired now. <laughs> I've had my fun. Legit Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, this was two teams. It was Baltimore and Buffalo. Buffalo, of course, moved on. Baltimore has yet to play, but they are enormous favorites against the Texans at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore this weekend. Abject failure. The abject failure tier was for if you're a fan of this team and they don't win the Super Bowl, you should be breaking your television, throwing your remote through it. You should expect nothing but hoisting Lombardi. That is the San Francisco 49ers. See that, pal? Page one of the notes from last week. I appreciate still, that. Still there. You know what? That means a lot right to me there. as a friend that you would cherish yeah. that page with that much uh, care. Well, I mean, you never know. We got to go back to this stuff. <laughs> the bears are done. Got to go back to the old notes every now and then. <laughs> Accountability he, he used it as a coaster. <laughs> There's no coffee stains on it or anything. I don't oh, think no. that's even true. No, just I mean, hey, I mean, it's it's six tears. It's that very, thing's mint. And if you if, if you know me at all, you know I love a good tears list. I'm a, oh, it's the greatest. I'm a I'm a sucker for a nice leg and a tears list. Uh, you should put that in a plastic sleeve. 
<laughs> Put it in a box in the attic and a plastic sleeve like a baseball card. Also, in the bottom of this six tiers list, I have Waddle Wednesday questions. I don't know if they're relevant today. We'll see. And the Bears' last game against Green Bay. Uh, let's What'd see. you think, Tommy? The Bears went up to Lambeau. What do you think is best for the Bears in the short term, Tommy? That's what I have here. That's it. I don't know if that works today, but that's the question I had last week for Tom. All right, so now you've um, redone the list here. Can you redo it now? Uh, No, I have to go just eight to one now because there are only eight teams left. I can finally rank these teams comfortably. Different page. I think if you make it to week two, like with the exception of Kansas City, who I will get to in a moment, who I think is just dead. You're dangerous enough that you can probably get to a conference championship game and maybe go to a Super Bowl. So with that said, we'll start with number eight. Number eight? That is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. I could not be happier for Baker Mayfield having the success that he's having. Super cool. The way that Cleveland treated him on the way out I thought was terrible. They made him play through a horrible shoulder injury after he had basically their best quarterback season ever and won them a playoff game against a division rival in Pittsburgh. They made him play through this horrific injury and then shipped him out for Deshaun Watson. They got everything they deserved, losing to Houston, and I'm happy to see Baker move on. But going up to Detroit, you're going to get your head taken off. Shout out to the reporter asking Todd Bowles, how will you navigate around the weather in Detroit for this game? Wow. You saw that, right? I did. Holy smokes. What will you do to prepare for the 13-degree temperatures in Detroit? Anything special? No. No. you do know they play in a dome, right? He wasn't Dead silent. He wasn't a hole about it. He, he was, was being not. nice. My wife and I watched it, yeah. and even my wife said, "Wow, I like that guy." I said, "Why?" She said, "Because he could have absolutely gone viral and embarrassed that young lady." Yep. And he said, "We only have to deal with the cold when we get off the bus and get into the stadium. I think we'll be okay." Now imagine that being Belichick. All right, Shade number seven. Uh, number seven is the Kansas City Chiefs. Wait, wait, hold on a second before you say that. Which coach in the NFL would be the biggest a-hole in that scenario? Not Belichick. Oh, Sirianni. Sirianni? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Um, hold on. Let me let me look through here. Sean Payton? Matt Patricia. Now, head, you know, head coaches, right? Yeah. Sean, Sean Payton. Uh, Andy Reid would have made a joke out of it. He would have yep. laughed. Like, uh, nice job, but why does it say chefs in the end? Though? <laughs> <laughs> he would have he made a joke out of it. Right. It would have went over Iberflus's head. No question. What, what are you talking about? Uh, we're preparing week to week, month to month. That'd be day me. Day. Uh, that would That'd be, be me. me. Let's go, Mike. Um, Maybe Sean Payton. I think it's Sean Payton or Sirianni. Probably right. John Harbaugh would have made a joke out of it, probably. Right. Mike Tomlin. You know that we're in a dome. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> or he would have just walked off. Right. <laughs> it's like you have to. I walk off. Is that a joke? <laughs> You're trying to be funny here because you do obviously know they're playing the dome, right? I think that's it. There's a lot of nice coaches in the league. There are. McDermott, no. Lafleur, no. McDaniel would have had fun with it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Anyway, back to your. Chiefs. All right, so eight was Tampa Bay, seven is the Kansas City Chiefs. They can't finish in the red zone. I'm a huge believer in the NFL. Field goals get you beat in the playoffs. If you're settling for three points on your red zone trips, you're going to lose. The Rams lost because they settled for three points on all of their red zone trips. The Kansas City Chiefs 
cannot get in the red zone against Buffalo and kick field goals. If you do it, you lose. They're seven to me. I love this. this if this was on the old DVD set, Cap, you'd want to see this on NFL Films the all day. Just this rivalry, which I consider a rivalry. Now that this game is in Buffalo and not Kansas City, oh, God. Different. I, feel, I think it feels different. Because usually this is in Kansas City. Now it's in Buffalo. That's going to be fun. And now, correct me if I'm wrong. The way the overtime rules, which the Bills pushed for from a few years ago's debacle for them in overtime. If Buffalo wins the toss in overtime, let's assume this. Yep. Josh Allen takes him down the field and runs into the end zone and they kick the extra point. The game is not over Correct. in overtime. If you win the toss in overtime in the playoffs, you should play defense. So let's assume that they play offense and they get the kick. Yep. They drive it down. Seven, they get seven. Yep. Game's not over. Yep. Nope. Like it is in regular season. Correct. Now the Chiefs get the ball back. Yep, you get a chance to respond. They go all the way down the field. They get into the end zone. Isaiah Pacheco in. Touchdown. We're going for two right now. And they beat their ass. The rule that the Bills pushed for will beat them. Yeah. In that scenario. That's the fun I've been having in college football all these years. And because of that one game, the rule has changed. Yes. Reactionary. Yes. All right. Bucks 8, Chiefs 7, 6, Shay. The Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love's incredible. Going to Dallas and playing the way that he did, incredible. He, he was outstanding. And I'm amazed listening to people. And again, I despise the Green Bay Packers. I have three teams I root against. That would be the St. Louis Cardinals, number one. Packers, two. Notre Dame football three. I'm amazed the number of people I hear call into Carmen Yurk, Black and Abdallah, Waddle, Sylvie, that they cannot admit that Jordan Love is a freaking monster. That's fine. He's not that good. They have a great play caller. Wish we had that. They run the same system that Getsy did. Number five, Shay. Number five is the Houston Texans, who, like, just by the narrowest of a knife edge, C.J. Stroud's the better quarterback. Number four. Uh, number four is the Detroit Lions surviving against the Rams in a situation where 100 out of 100 times in their history they would have lost was huge. And while their defense is not great in the red zone, they clamp up. And I was really impressed with what I saw there. So now you get what is almost a bye week in Tampa Bay. And you're going to have to take them seriously. But I think the Lions can win pretty comfortably. And then you go to the NFC title game. Number three, Shay. Number three is the Buffalo Bills. Hmm. Okay. Why Why three in that spot? Because there's two teams in front of them who have been better all season. The Buffalo Bills, the top three to me is basically 1A, 1B, 1C. I think these top three teams are all, like, prohibitive favorites to win the Super Bowl. Buffalo's been awesome. They were awesome even when they were losing a lot. Their point differential spoke for itself. It was over 100 virtually all season. They bomb teams when they win. Against Pittsburgh, I know people, that's a one-score game in the fourth quarter. They were never in danger. That game felt over 10 minutes into it. All right, so Bucks 8, Chiefs 7, Packers 6, Houston 5, Detroit 4, Buffalo 3. 2 is San Francisco who their fans should expect, win a Super Bowl or you failed. Mm -hmm. But because they got flatlined in their own building by the Baltimore Ravens, the Ravens remain at the top for me. There you go. Consistent. You better win the title if you're Baltimore. You better. Or you failed. 
fail Europe. Tommy Waddle. Is Tommy there? He's the best. Tom is the best. We'll hear from Tom Waddle coming up after the headlines on a Waddle Wednesday on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show.